Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. So the past couple of weeks, as we uh, have adjusted to life, we've had to learn new ways for us to uh, be able to do life, right? It, life is being done in a completely different way than what it was just a few weeks ago, um, right? We're finding new ways how to work. Uh, we've got some people that they don't, they're actually not finding new ways to work because they're out of work. Um, you know, they've been laid off or they're put on quarantine or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's lots of people that right now that, that that way of life is completely changing. Uh, we've had to find new ways of connecting uh, with one another, right? Uh, because you know we're using uh, tools like Zoom and Facebook and FaceTime and all these other great ways to connect with each other because we're supposed to be practicing this social distancing, which by the way, just so we're clear, public service announcement, I believe social distancing is good right now and you should be practicing it. Uh, don't be one of those rebellious people uh, right now in this time. I know how many people think they're like, man, I'm, you know, this, we live in the South and I, no one's going to tell me what to do. And that's great and all. Uh, but I would say for this time, man, it is helpful for the people around you uh, to uh, live according to the law and live according to what our government is suggesting right now. And so um, practice good social distancing, but we've had to find new ways to connect with one another. Um, we've had to find new ways to get food for our families, right? No longer can you just go hang out at Chick-fil-A or go hang out at the Taco Shack or, or wherever. Um, you've got to find new ways to do this. Which, by the way, real quick, if we could just figure out how to let Chick-fil-A handle all of our issues with this coronavirus, I mean, they've got their system on lockdown. I mean, you pull up to that drive through they're ready. By the time you get to the window, it's done. And it was their pleasure. I'm telling you what, you can figure out how to do like coronavirus testing in the Chick-fil-A parking lot and we'd be, we'd be good to go. They're killing it right now. But we've all had to find new ways uh, to, to do things. And I, I believe that when it comes to uh, us as, as kids or, or as, as children of the Most High God, as us as, as the church, we've also got to find new ways uh, to be able to do what he's called us to do, uh, new ways for us to, to, to connect with one another and continue to spread the gospel, right? Um, many of us, though, we, we're, not, we're not trying to find new ways. We're just trying to find a way, right, to, like, survive our kids for the next couple weeks, right? No kids are going to school. Spring break is, like, a month along now, right? And you're just trying to find, how can I find a way to survive? And uh, I'm going to tell you, we're praying for you. I promise you, our team is praying for you. And actually, real quick, um, I'm really excited to announce that come Wednesday, uh, I believe it's at uh, 10 or 2 o'clock, I'm not sure, you'll see on, on our socials, uh, our kids pastor is actually going to be going live uh, and putting a video out, and she's going to hit you guys up, all you parents, with uh, some great resources to be able to pastor your own kids, which is a job that we're supposed to do anyways as parents. It's something that's a responsibility that God's put on us. Uh, but we're going to provide you with the tools where in the middle of the week that you can do kids' church even on your own in your own home. And so I'm really, really excited uh, about that. But as we continue on for the next few weeks, uh, there's this, this, this feelings that we've got to figure out that um, we've got to look how to do this in, in a new light, right? How do we model 
the, the ways of following Jesus. How do we do church the way that he has called us to? And so we're going to look through the book of Acts, uh, specifically uh, through uh, this, the, the lens of this guy named Luke who, uh, who wrote the book of Acts. He actually, uh, many people believe he wrote the book of Acts, and he also wrote, obviously, the book of Luke. Um, uh, one of the Gospels, but we're going to read and see how we hear from Jesus of how we're supposed to do this. What's what's the way that we're supposed to follow, the way that we're supposed to do life uh, when things get tough, when, when we get into uh, a different world of situations like we are right now. And I think the, the most important thing is, is as we learn from this, we've got to understand where it's coming from. Jesus, in the last few days of his life, uh, connects with his disciples, and then and he, he puts them on mission, right? He, he send, gives them the great commission. He says, this is what you're supposed to do. I know you followed me this entire time. There was a specific way that we did things, but a new way is coming. This is what I need you to do from here on out. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. We know this as the Great Commission. Jesus says, hey, I, this is what you've seen me do. And, and as I leave, things are going to change a little bit. The, the method of how, you, of how we do this is going to change, but the mission stays exactly the same. I believe that's the same message for our church. It's the same message for us as followers of the way, followers of Christ, that, that in this day and age that we're coming into, the mission is going to stay exactly the same, right? To love on people, to connect with Christ, to, to, to love God with all, to love our neighbors and help our neighbors and serve those people around us. I, I believe that mission to go and make disciples in Jesus' name is, is incredibly important and it stays the same, but the method and the way that we do it is going to change. And so we look specifically as, as the disciples are changing their methods, as, as they're getting prepared for, for to do life without Jesus for uh, physically for that time, uh, they, they, they take some specific steps that Jesus tells them to start this out. And so in the book of Acts, Luke writes this. He says, in my first book, which he's talking about the book of Luke, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, uh, after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. Now, when he's saying this, he's actually referring back to what something he wrote in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 24, verse 49, in which he says this. And he's just, he's just referencing it. But he says this, he says, And now I will send, this is Jesus, Jesus is saying, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fulfills you, or fills you with the power from heaven. So Jesus tells his disciples towards the end of the book of, uh, the book of Luke, when after he's already uh, been put to the cross and rose, rose again, he says, hey, I want you to stay here. I want you to wait in the city. And Luke tells him this in this book, but then he also references it back in, uh, in Acts in the, when he's talking about the early church. And so in Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 2 and 3, it goes on, it says, During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. 
here it is. Jesus is still on the earth. This is after he's, he's died and rose again. He's appearing to all the disciples and he's setting them up. He's preparing them just, just for a little while longer, for the next 40 days, for the new way of doing things, for the things that are to come. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 5, it says this. This is once he was eating with them, he commanded them. And this is, this is back to uh, what Luke said in the book of Luke. Said, Jesus says, do not leave Jerusalem. He says, don't leave Jerusalem. He tells them, he tells them, for this right here, for what's going to come next, I need you to wait. I need you to stop. I need you to take a pause. I need you to just wait for a few days. He says this, he says, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's preparing them. He said, hey, here, here in just a few days, we're going to do things a new way, a different way. This is going to be, from here on out, this is going to be the way that we live on mission, that you live, that you live out the Great Commission. But for right now, I need you to wait. I need you to stop. Now, for us here today, that's not an easy thing to live out. The idea of waiting for something, uh, the idea of stopping, the idea of slowing down, uh, that's probably one of the most difficult things. That's why people are still out and about traveling is because we've, we've uh, kind of made this idea of being busy the way life should be. We look at busyness, we look at, at hurriedness as a sign of success. But here specifically, when Jesus is about ready to set up the church, when he's up He's, he's trying to set up you and I. He says, for this time right here, he says, wait, pause. We live in a day and age where we want things now. We want things more uh, more fast, I don't think is the correct English. Things fast. We want instant gratification, right? We want it right here and now. Uh, even while we're doing internet stuff, you know, this past week I called uh, Spectrum. I said, hey, I need faster internet, right? I want the internet to be right now, everything I can have. But that's not the way Jesus lives. Right? That's the way we live right now. But we don't see that with Jesus. And it's, it's funny because it's even one of those things that like, we don't train our kids or teach our kids. It's kind of like in us to already want, want things immediately. You know, I was uh, driving down the road the other day with Ben, uh, my son. And uh, as he's in the back seat, by the way, Ben is three. He can barely talk. But as I'm driving down the road, I'm stopped at a stoplight. And I must have been stopped for just a little too long. Because from right behind me, I hear... Dad, just go. I'm like, what? Like, it's uh, it's a red light, son. And I kind of, it was kind of one of those things where, like, tensions were already high. And I, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't snap at him. But I said, you know, something I heard my dad say to me in the past. He said, son, I said something like, son, you're three years old. Do you want to come up here and drive? And, of course, Ben's like, yeah. You know, he, he, no problem. He would come and do it. Not, not even an issue. But even him, even my kids, they want things instantly. They want it now. But that's not how Jesus was. That's not how Jesus lived. If you look throughout the Gospels, you don't hear one time of Jesus running or hurrying or anything like that. He, he walked everywhere he went, right? There was a great time where he, he walked on the water, right? He didn't hurry fast or, or rush. In the middle of the storm, he was walking. Because at some point, he understood like, how pace and tempo work when it comes to, to what's next. Uh, one story specifically I remember uh, reading about uh, in the Gospels is uh, when Jesus hears about his good friend Lazarus who has become sick. 
and uh, they, they come to him and they say, Lazarus is, is about ready to die. And he says, no, 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 he's, he just might fall asleep. Or I think late, later on he says he falls asleep. But come to find out, Lazarus actually dies. And it's this kind of a weird story because you hear Jesus, he, he gets told about Lazarus, that Lazarus is sick, and Jesus has the power to heal because he's been healing so many people. But the Bible specifically records that Jesus waited two days. He just he stopped and waited for just for just a couple days. And when I read that, it's it's a little bit weird because it's like, man, he you have the he had the power to raise he had the power to to, to heal Lazarus, but he stopped and he waited. And it says that two days later he went and, and Lazarus was already dead. Um, but something amazing happened. It says that as he walked up to the tomb, he he called out Lazarus' name. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And it says that Lazarus, uh, who had been dead for, for days and had, uh, the Bible says that his, his body had already started to decompose, Lazarus comes forth and, and, and comes back to life. And I can't help but think that, man, it would be great. It would have been great at that time to see Lazarus be healed. But it was it would have been phenomenal to see Lazarus, who was dead, come back to life. Jesus had the power to do either one, but he, cho he chose the better way. He ch and at the time, it didn't make sense to his disciples. It didn't make sense to, to, to Lazarus' family. But, but he knew that, that what was going to happen next, if he, if he would wait for just a little bit, what would happen next would continue to build people's faith, and that would be a better way. For you and I, I think that when it comes to living on mission, for right now where we're at, uh, man, I, as soon as I heard that we were going to be doing things online and that the, the, the landscape of how we do churches from here on out was going to change, uh, you know, my brain automatically started going, okay, well, we can do this. We can do this. You know, we can prepare for this. We can get groups together here and there and everything and everywhere else. But as I started to study this, as I looked in this verse, I, I, real, I, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, just wait. Just wait for what's next. Sometimes you don't need to put your, your power to things. Sometimes you don't need to work hard to, to make something happen. Sometimes you just need to wait for what's to come next. Because because what you might be trying to force and, and make happen the way you want to happen, God's trying to set up for a new way, a better way. I believe that this tension that we're going through, I, I wholeheartedly believe that for the church, this is going to make the church better. The church in general, not, I'm not talking about just coastline. I'm not, I'm not trying to, 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 to make the brand or whatever the, the coastline name, but I'm trying to make the church, the, the way, the people of the way that are following Christ, this is going to make us better. There's a new way things are going to happen. I believe that you have a great opportunity when it comes to your job or where you or, or how you work and do life for for how you and your family connect uh, for 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 how we we live life in and out day by day. I think that we have an opportunity to make this be better than what it was before. Right now, you're at home and some of you are just crawling out of your skin. You want to go out and travel and do whatever. But what about if Jesus is saying, "Hey, here's an opportunity." For you to wait, for, for you to pause just for a second, because I want to give you something. I want to do something in you. I want to shift some things around. I want to, to make some things move and change. But I need you to stop for just a few minutes and wait for it to happen. When it came to the early church, when it came to, to, to the people of the way, as they waited, this is what happened next.
Jesus told them in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 through 11, he tells them this. He says, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into the heavens, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Next week, we're going to hear that that as they waited, as they got together, they went into the upper room and the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them. And the Holy Spirit would be the thing that gives them the fuel for the future. It wouldn't have happened, though, if they had just forced what was going to happen next. If they hadn't waited, and like Jesus had said, if they hadn't waited for, for the next part, for the change to happen in them, for that thing to be installed or uploaded or updated, whatever you want to call it, if they had not waited for it, what we're doing today would not be the same. Because I believe when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit, man, it's, it's, it's a whole new way, a completely different way. And so as, as a father and as a husband, as a son to the Most High God, I want to choose today that in spite of what's happening, I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to force things. I'm, I'm going to be responsible. And I'm, I'm going to sit and wait for Jesus to show me what's next. When it comes to your job, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to what you hold important right now, I want to challenge you to, to not force it, to not try to make it happen on your terms, but to turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, you know what the way is. Show me what to do, and I'm going to wait on you. I think, I think following Jesus is always the right way. You can't go wrong when you follow him. And so for us, my prayer is that the church would be better because we follow Christ and we choose to wait. That you would be better as you choose the way of following Christ and you choose to wait. That your family would be strengthened, would come together, and, and life would become better than what it was before. Because I believe that Jesus is the way. Jesus has a plan for what's coming ahead. But for right now, I believe that we're, we're called to, to wait. To continue to connect with Him. Continue to connect with each other. We're going to be the church. But we're going to wait and trust in Him. And so today, with all the worries and stress that you have, with the tension that's going on, uh, I want to challenge you to put your trust wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ. I know many of you are hard workers. I know many of you are, are very successful and, and understand uh, how to put a bunch of tools together to make something happen. But I think waiting on the Lord to show you the right path for your job is important. For us to wait on the Lord to, to continue to help us develop what the way is for Coastline Church I think is incredibly important for me and, and what I stress and worry about 
for me to have peace and wait and have faith in Christ, I think is incredibly healing. And I think that's what Jesus wants for you. And so as we continue on these messages for the next couple of weeks of following the way of following Jesus, of, of, of building our church uh, in, in our own homes, as you build the church in your own home, as you are the pastor of your children, I want to I challenge you to connect your hearts to Christ and wait for what he has to come next. I believe that is incredibly important. Some of you today, uh, the weight of worry has been sitting on your chest and it's hard to uh, let go of right now. Uh, and I believe that many times we need to ask the Lord to cause the Holy Spirit to give us peace and give us freedom from that. So if you're listening or watching today and, and you're worried and you're stressed out and you're anxious, um, and, and even though I've said just wait and sit in peace with Christ, if, that, if that's still something difficult for you to do, I want to challenge you that wherever you are, to close your eyes and to raise your hands in surrender as, as you connect with me in prayer on this. Jesus, you know exactly what my stresses and fears and worries are. You know what I'm dealing with. You know my financial situation. You know uh, my, my job situation. You know what's going on in my family and how tensions are high because of this. Lord, I pray that you would give me peace and freedom from this. God, I continue, we continue to choose you above all else. Jesus, we say you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life, and we are going to follow you no matter what. And, and today, as the church, as, 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 as Brian Nichols, as us as individuals, we choose to wait on you for you to tell us what is next. We thank you for what the future holds. We're excited about it. We're excited about what the church is going to become and what you're going to do with our families as we continue to trust you and choose your way. Do what you want to do in our lives today. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Coastline, thanks so much for uh, connecting with us uh, online. Uh, I'm excited for what the weeks and, and months uh, hold here next for us. Um, please go ahead and uh, like this video or share it so uh, people can continue to hear uh, what Jesus has for them. Uh, and, and connect with us. If you've got a prayer request, uh, or if you need help with something, man, go to CoastlineNSB.com and fill out one of those forms. We would love to be able to help. If you want to help other people, uh, hit the Connect tab, uh, and, and we will get you connected with some people that you can help. Uh, and then also, I think community is important. And so don't let just uh, this online uh, profile to, uh, to diminish that at all. We want to connect with you personally. Uh, I'm really excited about tonight being able to do uh, our Coastline online party line. Um, uh, hang out and so if you want to do that uh, click the link that will be um, text to you or email to you today or you can check on our Facebook and Instagram uh, and we'll connect with you tonight I love you guys so much um, spend some time connecting with the ones that you love uh, grow this week spend some time studying the word we're going to be pushing out content and Bible studies and wait for you to connect with your kids uh, all throughout the week. We're even doing a podcast, which I'm really excited about. We're going to be interviewing uh, guys like Brandon Hageman, who preached for me last week. We're going to interview Eric uh, Lancaster uh, from Bridging the Gap. Spend some time growing in the Lord and ultimately know that although the methods have changed, the mission stays the same, and God's called us to go into the world and be the light. And so I pray that you choose that way. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next weekend. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.